Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Really, Riley? 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 <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. This week is going by super fast. Thank goodness. Because I don't know about you, but for me, it's been a tad bit of a doozy. And originally, when I was going to do this podcast tonight, I was like, okay, I am going to do talking about some celebrity stuff. I'm going to dive into the Kravis, Courtney and Travis engagement in Hollywood. Because a little known fact about Riley is before I did the show here in DC, I was always like the entertainment girl. So I paid a lot of attention to the Kardashians and all this stuff. And I was like, well, I'm kind of feeling sort of funky this week, like real funky. And I thought maybe I won't share all that. Maybe I won't be a Debbie Downer. Maybe I'll just do something easy. Not that any of the podcasts I do are like just mailed in, but maybe I'll do something lighter and do that, which I still actually might talk about that subject because I feel like I have a lot to say about how great their engagement is and the road that Kourtney Kardashian has traveled because mine was a little bit similar. But I might save that one for next week because, as per usual, we keep it real here on Really Riley. And I didn't want to hold back from you guys because I don't think that's really indicative of what I do here in this podcast, in this little corner of the world that I uh, at one point started because I wanted to be open with you guys and give more of my story and like just keep it real, even if keeping it real is sort of being a Debbie Downer. And I think that's not being very kind to myself, so I should probably draw back those words and explain what's happening. So I posted something on Instagram today talking about how I had been in a funk for the last week to two weeks, and I don't know if it's the drama that I'm going through or the realization that some of my relationships in referring to like family members is falling apart and may stay that way, or if it's watching some of the people that I care about go through extreme heartbreak that will not be fixed, or if it's the weather, or if it's hormones, it's like just been <laughs> lately. And it seems like most of my coping mechanisms have not been working, you know, working out, you know, crafting or just diving into work, this podcast, it's just still been like, meh. And then physically, I've just felt really tired and just crying and weepy for no reason, like getting my period, but not getting my period. So I was like, okay, let me go to the doctor. Let me just figure out what's going on. I had a fibroid when I was pregnant. I thought maybe there was something there. I thought maybe it was my thyroid. They did all this blood test. Nothing's coming back. Nothing's coming back abnormal, which thank God I'm grateful for that. Don't get me wrong. But then it's also like, oh, fuck. Is this depression rearing its ugly head again? So I've been pretty open about the fact that I've messed, I've had to mess with, battled with, I hate the word battle, but it's true, battled with, you know, depression and anxiety for years. And I have been to 
many therapists for it. I was on and off of antidepressants for a very long time. So that's a no-go for me, not um, knocking anybody that does it currently because I have my best friends that use it and it completely works for them. For me, doesn't sit well with me because I had a counselor once tell me in my body, they're not side effects, they're effects. So every time I would take something, I would maybe feel better, but sometimes the most of the time, the uh, effects, side effects quote, messed with me more than it was worth it. Now, I try to recognize mentally when these ebbs and flows of emotion come in. You know, my OBGYN said, you realize you just had a baby. And I always think about like, okay, well, the doctor is saying that to me, then it could be possible that there's still residual postpartum depression because during my postpartum, I was always so damn busy. I was planning a wedding. I had the newborn. I had this full-time career being on the air, podcasting, all of this stuff. Like, so I didn't give a lot of weight to that. So now that the wedding is over and we're in quote chill mode kind of, or what should be chill mode, it's like all of a sudden my emotions are wreaking havoc on my brain and now my body. Like muscles that were not achy before, no matter how hard I worked out, are starting to ache and pinch and just things are just out of whack. Like I went in to work out with my trainer last week and we were stretching like we always do beforehand and he's like, Riley, I don't think we should train today. I think we should just stretch, work the muscles and like get you back to center because it was just like everything was trigger points and everything hurt and it's weird because that's my go-to you know go slang around weights rawr, get it in and get it done and I feel better and that's just not hitting it so a lot of people have asked me like would you be open to going back to therapy I think so but I would have to do some shopping around because of the fact that I feel that therapy is a lot like dating for myself. I'm very careful to put it out there for everybody else because I don't want to discourage anybody from going to therapy or anything like that. These are me and my experiences. But I've had some therapists that just listen, which is great for some people. But for me, I talk for a living, so I don't necessarily need someone to just listen to me. I need steps. I need activities. I need like a game plan. I need homework to go home to, things to work on, that sort of thing. So that could be an option in the next couple of months. We shall see. Um, Hormonally, how am I going to deal with this? Because of the fact that a lot of the doctors, the first thing they push at you is obviously antidepressants. Because when you're depressed, that's how they treat it. Or, you know, meta- medicinal things. And I'm not down because I, I I don't have great reactions with them. So the steps that I'm sort of taking right now as far as the aches and pains, I'm going to go to a chiropractor. I'm Friday. I'm going to go to an acupuncturist. I'm going to try and work on a lot more self-care. Because my trainer looks at me today when we finally started like working out training again. He's like, Riley, if all these tests are just coming back, you are just stressed. Like you just have this bundle of all the things that have built up over the year and they're crashing down inwardly and outwardly. I'm like, oh my God, you see what I mean? Like maybe I really, maybe the gym really is my therapy (laughs) mentally and physically because here we have my trainer giving me some of the best advice ever. And the reason that I had trepidations about talking about this on Really Riley, which is so strange for me because I never have trepidations about putting it all out there, is because I just got married. I just had my dream wedding not even two months ago. I have two incredibly beautiful, healthy boys. I seemingly have it all, or at least in the context of what I had always wanted in life. I have this wonderful home. My husband is amazing. 
my job is great. Like everything I've worked so hard for is here. I should be coasting, right? I should just be on cloud nine and nothing should be wrong. I think that that's weird to think that after your happily ever after I do happens or whatever your happily ever after looks like for you, that everything is just hunky-dory and that nothing can creep in and disrupt your emotions. Like, Don't get me wrong. In the big picture scheme of things, I want for nothing. I have all of my hopes and dreams. I just feel like when you are a person that battles with anxiety and depression, you don't get a choice in when it creeps in and bites your ass. It just does. Obviously, I know I will end up on the other side of this funk, as I'm calling it, happy and functioning to the best of my ability again. That's just how I roll. I know I'm going to get there. I do believe that I am mentally strong enough. It's just been tougher than normal. And I think it helps me to like admit that because I remember a long time ago, years ago, like 10 years ago, I had one of my best friends and she was also an intern and mentee. I was her mentor kind of. And I was falling apart after some dumb breakup, but like literally falling apart, which was now I look at that breakup and I'm like, <laughs> wasn't even a significant one in my life, but I was falling apart and she looks at me, she goes, Riley, you're my mountain. You're my superhero. You're everything I've ever wanted to be. You can't fall apart. And it was beautiful of her to think of me that way, but it was like, whoa. I think there was something that switched in me that was like, I'm not allowed to fall apart. I love the idea now today, like 10 years later, 20 years into my radio career, that I could be a mentor to anybody. I could be an example or an inspiration or whatever the adjective you want to use to anybody. But I take that responsibility to the nth degree sometimes. I think even within my own family structure, it's always I have to go, I have to provide, I have to be, I have to do. I think that's the like former single mom in me too because Marshall, my husband, is always like, babe, I'm here. Like before him, it was financially my responsibility. My emotions were solely my responsibility, which they still are now, but it's always nice to have that person that will catch you when you fall. And I don't give way to what that feels like. I don't. It's going to take me a long time into our marriage and our family because think about it. Marshall and I will have been together three years in January. That's not a lot of time to get to a space where I will allow somebody to catch me when I fall. But he's going through his own set of things that have been hard for him this week as well. So it's like that's the time for me to step up and be the emotionally strong one. It's pimping ain't easy, y'all. Like I am way more optimistic about it in this day and age and in this particular funk because of all the beautiful things that have happened to me in recent times, marriage, baby, house, all of the great things. Somebody said something to me on Instagram, though, that was so damn poignant. And I touched upon this a little bit in the last podcast I did with Marshall, my husband and I talking about the first month of marriage and how it feels. Post-wedding depression. Yoy! Y'all, it's a real thing. Like someone said on Instagram, you don't have the, um, what's the word for the hormones that make you happy? I don't know. You don't have that, like, glow right now of the endorphins of your wedding and everything being 
all about you and everybody wanting to help you and everything's so pretty. And then all of a sudden just two years in the making for us because we had to reschedule it. It's gone in an instant. And then we went on our mini moon to St. Michael's and had three days of just eating, making love, enjoying each other, the quiet and nothing. And then boom, right back into the grind, which is what you do. Obviously, I'm an adult. It's time to grow up. It's time to have responsibilities. But I think that break for me sometimes does more harm than good, which is weird because self-care is the thing you do to survive as a normal functioning person. And I think I don't do enough of that simple stuff. Put the phone down and just take a bath. I take a bath every night, but I always have the phone with me. You know, I've been doing this weird form of self-care that I had this like LED light mask or whatever that when you put it on, it's supposed to like, it looks like a Michael Myers mask, but like you're supposed to ease the wrinkles with the LED lights, but you can't really look at your phone while you do that. And it forces me to put it down and just take 10 minutes to do nothing. Like I really need to implement the smallest forms of self-care. So I'm not talking about taking vacations to the Caribbean because I have a small nine month old and a six year old that ain't happening for any time soon. But I think so much of what we consider self-care isn't like a day-to-day helper. I think I've just been grinding and going and the stuff that I was considering self-care was, is like going to the gym and, you know, hanging out with my children and stuff like that, but it's not enough. Like everybody's like, oh, you're going to go to an acupuncturist? You're going to go to a chiropractor? Like for me, those are things I haven't tried or done yet. Like also in the way of like, instead of antidepressants, which I'm for myself not into, I'm Again, let me put that out there. If they work for you, wonderful. And if your doctor suggests it and you're open to it, please don't use my words as any reason not to. But I ordered these really great vitamins for hormonal imbalances. And I was happy that my OBGYN gave me some other options versus just the regular antidepressant route. So I'm working on it, friends. You know, I was going through your guys' comments on Instagram and Facebook today, and I couldn't tell you how grateful I am for y'all. Like, the comments were just so great, and you're saying you that you heard me and you see me and you felt heard too because I put it out there that I was fucking depressed. I've been depressed, and I just, I don't love giving in to that and it's saying it, admitting it, but isn't like admitting it or whatever the first step to like fixing it. It's weird. It's so weird. Like, I look down at my wedding rings. I'm like, oh, you just had this blissful day. Like, what are you so upset about? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm just a realist about everyday life. And in that realism, I'm able to take steps towards truly having those happy days versus just saying, oh, well, I'm happy because I have this, this, and the third. (sighs) Deep breaths. I need to do those volcano yoga breaths more often. And enjoy the ride because in this last year, I have seen so many of my loved ones, myself, my friends, things deteriorate that are just a part of normal life, but that hurt like death and friendships falling apart and family members becoming estranged. And I might be being a little vague in that department, but. I feel like I got to work out some of that stuff within myself before I put it all over the place for everybody to hear. But 
I feel like I've just realized how vastly short life is. And I know that's very cliche and very just like, well, duh, everybody says that. But I think hitting this space in life where life is so sweet, whether I'm going through a funk or not, it's just like, okay, we got to get it together. We got to do the work. We got to get healthy, like really healthy and not just pretending it for Instagram. So here we are, my old beloveds, like tomorrow is another day. And even just sitting here with you guys for the last 15 minutes really makes me feel better to like purge it and regurgitate it out and just sit with it for a second. I'm not saying wallow because I don't like that. That same intern from back in the day that I was telling you about that told me I was her superwoman had a quote that I use still to this day. She's such a smart girl. Uh, she said, Riley, if you're depressed or you're sad, you're not a tree. Move. Meaning, you're not stuck in your circumstances. Although it is that way sometimes, I'm not discounting, sometimes shit sucks and there's like quicksand to get out of it. But if you're aware, you can try to find many ways of fixing it, of rectifying it, of paying attention to it, manifesting it. Like I'm so looking forward to doing my end of the year new or like beginning of the year new vision board (sighs) because I've been trying really hard to like get back to my manifestation because I had never been happier when I was focusing on manifesting the life that I wanted that I have now. So now I feel like I'm feeling this weird limbo of what's next. What am I letting go of? What am I cutting ties with? What are my new goals? I think that could be it too. Maybe it's not real post-wedding depression. Maybe it's just I had this big life event and that was the goal and now what's the next goal? Maybe I'm lost without a goal. Because a lot of people have said before that, oh, you you don't have to be a goal getter. You don't have to like come out of this pandemic with a new goal. You can just chill and live life. I don't function well like that. And that's okay. I think that's like, what is that saying? Idle hands are the devil's work or some shit? That's, That's me the way my mind functions, but until I focus on and hone in and use this weird functified energy towards a new goal to switch it around, I am okay with just breathing through the days, but the next goal needs to be in sight. So we're going to figure out what that is, friends. (sighs) Deep breaths. Y'all, I hope this touched you. I hope you feel heard. I hope you feel seen if you're in the same functified boat The next week is going to be sunny because it's been rainy and gross and cold here in the DMV. So there's something to hope for. So also, I wanted to give you guys before I leave you one trick that I go to bed with every single night that I think if you're feeling this funk like I am will help a little bit. I actually just got my husband into doing this. So I have had no secret with you guys that I use crystals in my manifestation. And if you don't have a crystal that is like a beginner one, rose quartz is great, but go online on Pinterest and just look up crystal meetings and find one that speaks to you. But I hold my crystal every single night and I think of the best thing that happened to me that day. I don't care if it was a good scoop of ice cream, if you know you fall some, you saw somebody fall on Tinder and it made you laugh, which is kind of evil, but whatever. Some, anything. It could be that you got engaged. It could be that your kid took your first test. Whatever it is, the best thing big or small, that happened to you that day, and you think about it, you hold your rock, and you squeeze it tight, and you say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Three times, I forget what the trilogy of that three times means, but three times, and the idea is that you're going to go to sleep with that thought and wake up with it in the morning, a good thought, and then before you let your feet hit the ground, you say those three thank yous again, and 
three things that you're thankful for. It's not always earth shattering, but it works for me. You guys, thank you so, so much for listening to Really Riley. I appreciate y'all letting me rant and get this off my chesticle muscles. <laughs> my chest. Helping me get this off my chest. You guys, just thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you on Friday with the Faith Vibe. It's Really Riley. <laughs>